Hi, everyone. This is Melissa Burns. And I'm Gina Carvelis, and this is Let's Be Great One Five, a YMCA of the Rock River Valley podcast dedicated to all things healthy living. We're back this week for part two of our four-part series with Dr. Jared Erdmeyer of Chiropractic First. Dr. Jared is a doctor of chiropractic, and Chiropractic First takes a very holistic approach to health, including their new integrative health program. Yes, last time we talked with Dr. Jared, we had a great discussion learning about chiropractic care and getting to know a little bit more about Dr. Jared and his connection with the why. This week, we're going to take a deep dive into sugar and its effects on our health. Yeah, this is really personally very interesting to me. One, um, uh, it's just because I've been reading a lot about this recently, and I know that sugar can cause inflammation in our bodies. And then that inflammation in turn triggers a lot of diseases, um, things you don't usually associate with sugar, like high cholesterol. Um, so it's just very interesting to me that inflammation tie in. Um, and, and I'm anxious to talk more about this. So thanks for being back, Dr. Jared. We're happy to have you here again. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And, and uh, I, you know, I think it's, it's very fitting. It, it's I was just happened to be in the airport a couple of days ago and um, Time Magazine's special article of the month for April is actually the science of sugar, you know, an entire magazine dedicated to what sugar does, how it affects us. And, and um, I hope, I hope it sheds some light for some people here listening today. Wow. Great. Well, um, let's talk a little bit first here about cholesterol, and then we can kind of, you know, walk through some other health concerns that sugar can really um, take on our bodies. Sure. Well, you know, Melissa, like you said, I mean, one of the things that I think is misunderstood when we start thinking about health and nutrition is um, all, all calories being equal or all carbs being equal, you know, things like simple sugars are uh, more inflammatory to the body. And one, one interesting um, study that's, that's actually now fairly old, quite a few years um, since it was released, talks about how um, actually when you think about high cholesterol or having bad cholesterol, some of those LDLs and things that people worry about in their blood work, or maybe they take a statin for, um, mm-hmm. when, they, when they get diagnosed with high cholesterol, the first thing they look at is how can I reduce cholesterol in my diet. And actually, I think Gina, you were, you had said, you know, you had known some people that were vegan that actually, you know, weren't eating animal products with cholesterol, but yet ended up having high cholesterol. And so how could that possibly happen? Mm-hmm. Well, if they look at, you know, when you look at cholesterol production, actually about 80% of all the cholesterol in your body is made by your liver. It's not what you consume. And this is how right. somebody could eat six eggs a day and not have high cholesterol and somebody else could eat zero and have high cholesterol is that your liver is going to produce the amount of cholesterol that you need. And this is something to think about from a a philosophical standpoint is your body is attempting to do the right thing at the right time as much as it possibly can. And so what sugar does is it causes inflammation in the body and inflammation isn't just like inflammation for pain or inflammation for puffiness or something like that. Inflammation causes damage to your body. And so what cholesterol, the, the main purpose for cholesterol in this situation and why your liver would make more of it is because cholesterol is, is there to repair your damaged cells. So mm-hmm. the more you damage your body, the more cholesterol your body is going to produce regardless of cholesterol consumption. 
And that's where sugar can cause. So sugar and refined carbohydrates like simple flour actually are linked to more high cholesterol than consuming cholesterol itself. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is crazy. And I'll admit that vegan was me and I do have my cholesterol. <laughs> um, Don't we and, usually say I have a friend? I'm the friend. It's me. Yeah. Um, no, and it's, and it's also why I've been reading about this a lot because it's been eye-opening to me. Um, I became a vegan because I, well, for a lot of reasons, but, but I knew it would benefit my my, what I thought was genetic high cholesterol. And I've just learned more and more and more. And I do have inflammation in my body. Um, and I know that. And so I'm, it's just really starting, I, I'm taking a different approach now. And I'll admit also that I am no longer a vegan. I've started adding in some, some healthy um, animal-based proteins, just like eggs and things like that, and some healthy fish. So I'm um, always, always trying to learn and always trying to, you know, do what is best for my body. So that's why I love conversations like this. It's just so eye-opening and mm -hmm. I think it's good to always be learning. And, and I think some of us, uh, we all know, you know, we've all heard sugar's bad, sugar's bad, but, but we don't always do anything um, about it or, or know what to do about it even. So um, I know cholesterol is a big one with sugar and inflammation. And then there's a lot of other things too, Dr. Jared. So let's move on to um, another one. Um, sometimes hard to talk about, but cancer, right? Sure. You know, and that's, I think it is sometimes tough to talk about um, diseases that affect so many people between heart disease and cancer. I mean, there's still in every year, the top two killers in our country. And yet, you know, eating more sugar, increasing bad cholesterol, of course, affects your heart. When you think about cancer, it's all the way back there. There's a guy named Otto Wartburg. He was a two-time Nobel Prize winning scientist that first um, showed the link between sugar and cancer. And that's all the way back in the 1930s. Um, wow. and, 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 you know, even if you think about this, if that's maybe a new word or new information, I mean, he, his research is what developed the, the PET scan, which diagnoses so many people. And well, how do they find out if they have cancer spreading in their body? Well, they drink sugar with a radioactive isotope on it. And then they look at it to see where you glow. I mean, mm -hmm. so sugar or cancer has eight times more of an affinity for sugar than, than the average cell does. So when people are eating a poor, a more poor diet or a high sugar diet or a high refined carbohydrate diet, it actually is much more effective at feeding cancer. And so, um, it's not saying it's the only cause of cancer by any means, but certainly mm -hmm. eating a, a healthier diet with more, uh, more vegetables, more clean eating, less refined foods and less sugars helps the body stay healthier. It helps your immune system. It helps your um, body not feed cancer as much. And, and like, like we all know there's, there's many factors, but sometimes it's hard to watch somebody, you know, when they've, let's say they're a cancer survivor or something like that and eating all that sugar, they, they certainly could be causing something that they also mentally are absolutely trying to avoid. And they may just be under-informed on what some of the things mm -hmm. that may cause their body to fuel, um, that disease are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's deep information, I feel like, you know, so definitely, I feel like too, you know, when, um, when you talk about sugar and your diet, a lot of people um, automatically think of weight gain, right? And they think about um, what is, you know, if I just cut out the sugar, I'm just going to lose weight. 
Um, what would, what would you kind of talk about, I guess, or give some tips with, you know, in regards to weight gain and or joint pain? Certainly. Well, and, and that's, you know, weight gain are, are going back. If we could talk about some of the old adages or stigmas, you, you still hear once in a while, it's just, you know, calories in calories out, but mm-hmm. they have shown now, um, a lot of weight gain or weight loss resistance has a large hormonal component, whether you talk about insulin resistance or your body's inability to convert fat into fuel, but um, not only sugar, but the sweeter the sugar, um, the more likely or the more linked it is to weight gain, the more linked it is to insulin resistance, which can go back to specifically type two diabetes, the development of it, or um, the inability to reverse it. And what I mean by sweetness is, so if you look at on the, the sweetness scale, you know, lactose or milk sugar has a sweetness rating of about 15. Um, glucose, the most common form of sugar that we talk about, if, is rated at 100. Fructose at a little over 115. And then now our processed sugars. So for instance, when they, they make, if you look in like a candy bar and you see high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. So, so some of these, well, high fructose corn syrup, the reason why it's high fructose is because it's sweeter. And so what they've been able to do is in the same amount of calories, make it taste even sweeter up to 175 on the sweetness scale. And what that does is that causes your body to release more insulin. So when you hear um, somebody talk about an empty calories, like if you drank a soda and it's, it's filled with high fructose corn syrup, not only is that an empty calorie, meaning that you get no nutritional value, you know, no vitamins, no minerals, but that sweetness causes your body to release more insulin. When you release more insulin, it makes you more hungry. So Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a hunger component where you'll actually likely consume even more calories, which are linked to weight gain. You'll create more insulin resistance, which makes you less likely to burn for Mm -hmm. fuel, which can make you more fatigued cause you need to eat more, cause more of that, that, um, unhealthy, like the visceral fat. I Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the sweet, the simpler, the sugar and the sweeter, the sugar are progressively more linked to more either, whether you say weight gain or weight loss resistance, as well as throwing your hormones off, um, over, if you do it over a long enough period of time, it can really wreak havoc in your body. And so we, we have, I, in my opinion, we really need to avoid or change for some people, this whole concept of it's just calories in calories out. I mean, about the only time you want that super sweet sugar is if you're you know, running a marathon or something where you need it quick, fast acting, and you're actively burning it off. If you're, if you're having a Coke at lunch, I mean, you're probably not consuming or you're probably not burning at a rate that's, that's fast enough. And it can cause, you know, just so many other problems or components. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, sorry, Melissa, I'm, I'm just wondering some of these artificial sweeteners that are actually sweeter than sugar. Does it apply there as well? Like, and there's things that are even natural, like there's a monk fruit sweetener and there's um, things that aren't, well, and agave is, is natural, but then there's mm-hmm. like aspartame and things like that. I know yeah. a lot of times those are higher, like they're sweeter than sugar, but, but they're not really sugar. So can that do the same thing? Yeah. So this, this does, it it can start to get a lot more complicated when you factor these things in, Um, you know, all the way back, you know, in the nineties, well, earlier than that, but especially like you saw this really intense um, amount of advertising for things like equal and sweet and low and aspartame. And, Mm -hmm. and so 
that's also when, when they really started to research them because there were worse health effects, diabetes continued to, to rise, um, heart disease continued to rise. The things that thought, well, if we get these artificial sweeteners in here and get the sugar out, well, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe people, but what they found was, is most of these things are, they're quite frankly, they're neurotoxic chemicals that throw your hormones off worse. So they're mm-hmm. linked to more disease. For instance, the artificial sweeteners are linked to, you know, I, I'm sorry, we keep using it, but they're linked to cancers. They're linked to brain injuries. They're linked to placking with like things like MS or dementia. I mean, mm-hmm. but also because they mimic sugar, but don't have the calories, when you consume an artificial sweetener, your body still releases all the insulin and there's that hunger factor that, so every study that I've ever seen on drinking, for instance, regular soda versus artificial, you know, diet soda, Mm -hmm. the diet soda group actually gained more weight, had more issues. And, and you can, I mean, you can Google that, but there's, it's worse for you by a lot. And people, there's still a lot of people that, um, and they're also addictive. So for instance, there's like a true thing, which is, you know, diet Coke addiction and that can, mm-hmm. th- they oh, are yeah. addictive, they overstimulate your brain and then they, they damage it very similar to, um, how alcohol does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they create that addiction where, you know, people that drink diet Coke every day really have trouble breaking the habit because it is an addictive, um, yes. thing. And then, you know, the other part of that, when you talk about there, so I am personally a big advocate of, um, natural sweeteners because they are naturally occurring, whether you talk about monk fruit or Mm -hmm. stevia or xylitol, but they don't come with no downside. They're not perfect. And so while those things are way, way less harmful than, than sugar or artificial sweeteners. Um, so I would use them if you need them. So for instance, a lot of the, the supplement products we use. So for instance, like the protein that I used this morning, it does have some stevia in it to sweeten it but you try and use lower amounts because the one thing that it does that it is linked to is it still, um, it still is a little bit hard on your adrenal glands and it can affect your stress hormone production. And it can't, it's still linked to increasing things like adrenal fatigue, which is why you're essentially always better. The more you can, you can remain on a whole food diet, clean eating, but most of us do utilize supplements, especially if you like to exercise uh, and you're trying to, you know, maintain weight, a lot of people are going to use, you know, protein, or maybe you don't get enough vegetables. So you're trying to, you might drink a greens drink. And, you know, the best way to uh, a greens drink without a little bit of sweetener <laughs> right. would be pretty rough. But so it's the best choice, but it doesn't mean it's perfect, I guess yeah. would be a, uh, a good way to look at that, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think too, you know, you bring up the the Diet Coke addiction and um, I think, you know, either us or somebody listening can relate to that, you know, that either you know somebody that has that, but um, you talk about too, you know, just the different types of sweeteners and, you know, we've all been there, right? I mean, you pick up a bag of M&Ms and you want to eat the whole bag and keep going. But if you have a dark piece of chocolate, it's like, oh, okay, that's all. I, I'm good. I just need a little bit, you know, just for a little craving, um, whatever that looks like. But I mean, when you talk about brain damage over diet Coke addiction, though, that's yeah. strong words. That's, I don't know, that, that sits deep with me. Um, so I think it's just, it's, very interesting on how this all ties together. So yeah. what, um, what would you say about joint pain? 
Dr. Well, and, sure. Well, and, and that's where, you know, you start actually, I was thinking about this yesterday. I had this client come in and um, she had been doing really well. She's been coming to see us for maybe a month and she's a younger a woman. She's maybe 23 or four years old and works out every day. You know, if you look at her, you'd assume completely healthy. And then she said, you know, I, I went on vacation and I'm hurting again. And she was kind of like asking why. And I said, well, where'd you go? And she said, well, my husband and I went to Cancun said, mm-hmm. interesting. How is, you know, how is your diet? How many margaritas did you have <laughs> per day? How many, you know, how much? And it's like, well, we ate terrible. We drank a ton of sugar. We, you know, had some alcohol. She went on it's yeah. like, well, each and every one of those things is inflammatory. So mm-hmm. if you could, everything else might be the same, but if you increase your total body inflammation, you're going to have more pain for those people that are really high level athletes. When you increase your body inflammation, um, you don't recover as well. And I mean, that's something that is really tracked a lot right now. There's all these different watches and there's things where a lot of people are tracking what's their percentage of recovery, how good is their quality of sleep, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, sugar really slows recovery because your body has to repair the damage from the sugar as well. It also, um, it, you know, if you think about if you're made, you're whatever you eat, your, your body is made of, that's what it uses to make your joints, to make your fluids, to make your whatever. Well, that, you know, less healthy stuff doesn't have the same amount of minerals and vitamins and that kind of stuff too. But sugar is really linked to um, increased joint pain, slower recovery time, less ability to work out as intensely. I mean, it's, it's a huge factor. So for those that do suffer with joint pain, you know, going to a low carb, cleaner eating um, diet or eating program could make a huge difference in your ability to um, really have have the levels of workouts that you want, have the body type that you want, um, even just be more mobile. And I think that if we looked at even vacations a little differently, like uh, if you want to enjoy your vacation more, avoiding some of the vacation meals may allow you to be a lot more fun with your spouse or your grandkids or your children or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, um, find that interesting about, you know, the increased joint pain and, like you said, just the low carb, um, less sugar and, mm-hmm. and be able to recover faster. You speak in my language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine too. And I think the thing too, with sugar sometimes is people think, oh, it's, it's a natural thing. So it's not that bad. It's natural. It's sugar cane, but it's really not natural. It very, like, you know, very rarely is it just sugar. You're, you're eating that processed sugar, that, that, corn syrup and all of those other things that you talked about. And, and even if you are eating pure cane sugar, it's just still not good for you. So <laughs> kind of good to point it out. Um, definitely lessons here for me to learn for sure. Um, appreciate the, just all the knowledge that you share with us. I, I I'm actually taking notes, you know, I sit here and I take notes because there's things I, I want to look up. This is personally very interesting to me. So just really appreciate you, you here to share all of this with us, Dr. Jared. It's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that wraps up for us today. So thanks so much for joining us and for this episode in our four-part series with Dr. Jared. You can learn more about Chiropractic First, again, by visiting their website at rockford.maxliving.com. And for more about the why, you can check out our website, rockriveryMCA.org, and make sure to uh, subscribe to our podcast and keep following. So um, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you.